0: I just finished this movie like 15 minutes ago. So, I oh, really Yeah. <laughs> so I re- that part's clear in my head. <laughs> I uh I I uh
1: back to back watched uh, Captain America the First Avenger and The Avengers mm-hmm. yesterday. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, they're they're both fresh in my mind here, so.
0: Uh, I didn't write down any notes. Did you write down any notes today?
1: No, but I've, you know, I feel like I've yeah. seen them enough times that, you know,
0: it'd be good to go. I might know a thing or two about them. <laughs> I was like I actually feel like I shouldn't write notes down because then this will just turn into a a two-and-a-half-hour thing because I'll Mm -hmm. make sure to, like, get these points out. And I was like, we should just wing it and and do whatever because we know what to talk about. Like, it's good enough. Yeah. But, man, those are uh, both great movies. Uh, I didn't watch them double feature like that. I watched uh, Cap, like, last weekend. But I put it on in the background, like, maybe six or seven times this week because it's just so good. So I'm very excited to talk about it
1: okay yeah me too me too did you watch the the super bowl itself no i didn't because we missed that on our on our skip week there oh yeah no um, uh
0: we were on a plane so and also i don't care about football so that too <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point
1: <laughs> i normally don't, don't care about sports we as a family don't care about sports yeah. uh not even my dogs which is bizarre yeah weird yeah i don't know you Maybe. think
0: like all american dogs would like football but <sighs> i
1: guess These not fucking kids you yeah. know Ugh, God. All obsessed with their dog video games post-millennials <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah we uh we were rooting for the eagles just because it's fun to pick a team we always go for <laughs> the underdogs yeah i know yeah and <laughs> uh and they won but it was a it was a pretty good game actually um we we just watched it on the nbc sports app on mm-hmm. our apple tv how'd that work uh, because we don't ha- we don't have cable yeah and uh that was hit or miss on Uh-oh. a lot of it sometimes it would just uh, like pause for no reason yeah. or it would cut to like the NBC sports logo or something like that. So we did end up missing like a few, few commercials. Mm. Um, one of which was the Jurassic world trailer, oh, the newest okay. one. Oh man. I didn't even know that was a thing yeah. until I um, pulled it up on the internet the next day uh-huh. and, and watched it. And I was like, Holy shit. I'm so excited for this movie.
0: So what do you, what do you think about that trailer?
1: Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't remember a whole lot of it yeah. because uh, I feel like I'm, I'm good up to this point mm-hmm. until the movie comes out. Um, I'm sure I'll see it in the theaters or whatever uh, before movies. But um, man, it, it, fucking dinosaurs are in it, uh, <laughs> I, and, and I know Blue comes back, so
0: that's really all I need. You're like, I'm good, man. It sounds great. Yeah. I thought this trailer was better, so that's why I was curious what you thought of it. Um, I'm still, I think the story is still kind of weird, but I'm, all, I'm, I'm. This one sold me a little bit more on this like story that like Claire. Uh, is like leading this like let's save the dinosaurs thing, and I'm like yes, let's save the dinosaurs. So it sounds cool with that, but I'm still kind of iffy on the how the story will play out.
1: Yeah, um, I remember there was like a dinosaur like stalking a, a child uh-huh. while she was trying to go to sleep oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and uh, boy, that's one hell of a boogeyman. I, I guess. know.
0: <laughs> I actually think that you would uh, like that in your room though. If you had like a giant like statue of one of those, you'd be like, good morning. Like it'd be like, it'd be like this is awesome. I have a dinosaur in my room.
1: I dress it every day in different
0: different clothing, different attire. Uh, little top hats and stuff. Uh. <laughs> Two monocles because it's extra fancy. Uh, no, but yeah, I thought, I thought that, that scene looked really creepy. I don't know where that's going to play out. Um, that a child is sleeping somewhere that a dinosaur can get to her, but that's cool. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure how that yeah. fits into the story, but, but it uh, whatever it's, it's, yeah, it's a cool <laughs>
1: visual. That's for sure. Uh, and then we saw the, um, the second, uh, avengers infinity war trailer. oh i
0: skipped it okay so how was it
1: it was good too i mean like i'm already in the bag for all this sure. stuff so i feel like i'm I've, I've reached my saturation point on that stuff mm-hmm. for as much as i want to see yeah. at this point and i kind of just want to be surprised by the movie but yeah i mean it's got avengers in it so <laughs> yeah. dinosaur is good avengers <laughs> is good
0: that's why you like the runaways so much yeah you're like it's it's mixing those two worlds and it's, set, <laughs> <laughs> it's set in the avengers, in avengers universe yeah it's awesome so no, that's yeah. cool. Uh, I I skipped it. Uh, I watched uh, since we didn't watch the game. I watched a lot of the trailers that night afterwards. Um, uh, I did. I actually skipped the Cloverfield Paradox trailer since they put it out online the movie. And uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't so even you watch didn't the see trailer. Any of that Mm-mm. stuff? No, I just like went right into it blind because I was like, once we got home, it was like on Netflix within like thirty minutes or whatever. Like I kept texting you, it would show up and then not actually be able to play or whatever, but it finally got on there. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the uh, the trailer I just skipped. But uh, I watched you know Jurassic World. Um, that's all I can think now that we're talking. Oh, the solo trailer, solo I thought looked really good. I still haven't seen okay. that. Okay, there's there's two of them. There's a, a Super Bowl spot that I watched first. That's all I thought they put out. But they put a teaser out right afterwards. And mm-hmm. I actually prefer the Super Bowl spot. They're both good, but um, the visuals look killer. Like I'm I'm very excited for it, and I've been very very like scared of what it's going to turn out to be with the two directors or two pairs of directors, whatever, and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, man, it looks it looks rad. So I, I watched it, it twice okay. in a row, and I was like, this looks great. So <laughs> faith restored in that one, which is I, cool.
1: I think that's the the general consensus is that uh, it's a good trailer. Yeah. Um, I just haven't watched it. I'm not a huge Star Wars sure. fan, and this is going back to the original trilogy. But also, I'm uh, going to see Black Panther this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. This upcoming weekend, so
0: I'm sure it'll be before that. Yeah. No, that'd be great, yeah, and see it on the big screen, too, mm-hmm. so... Alright, well, I think we're, we're doing it. Cool? We're, yeah, absolutely we're doing it. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm Stephen.
1: I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today's show is about the 2012 feature film, The Avengers. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, me too. At the, the time it came out, it was my favorite movie, period. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I'm looking forward to discussing that and uh, talking about how, uh, how taste may have changed. Mm. on certain things. Interesting, yeah. Um, and how they probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so cryptic, guys. You got to stick around for that. <laughs>
1: but uh, I do believe we have a new show sponsor this week. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, who, who do
0: we have today? I'm very excited about this. Uh, just all these sponsors are rolling in. It's very exciting. So thank you all for that. And uh, today we have a great one in uh, Ed's Used and More Used Discount Tires. The prognosticator of prognosticators, Punxsutawney Phil, saw his shadow, and that means six more weeks of winter. So head on down to Ed's Used and More Used Discount Tires today. Ed's has been selling tires for fires for going on 60 years. If you need to keep your family warm, look no further than Ed's Used and More Used Discount Tires. They have used tires, more used tires, and tire scraps that you can use to start your fires or heat your small apartment. You know what they say: the bigger the tire, the bigger the fire. Use discount code Smoke Inhalation for three percent off your first order. Ed's used and more used discount tires, where the smoke only burns your eyes a little. <laughs> Thanks, Ed.
1: Wow, that is generous. Yeah, that was very um, nice. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so glad that they came on board. <laughs> uh, as we know, global warming total hoax invented Absolutely. by the Chinese. I'm sorry, the Chinese. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's a way to fight back, really. Just, mm-hmm. just put large billows of black smoke up into the air it's the only uh, way so celebrate American ingenuity (laughs) and irresponsibility
0: it's really yeah that's that's even a better tagline I think we should give that to Ed's I like that (laughs) (laughs) so thanks again Ed's
1: yes thank you Ed uh and before we jump into today's ramblings Mm. uh, don't forget to follow us on uh twitter and instagram at ltaspod And if you want to send us an email, send that to letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. We're open for any questions, show topic ideas, and, of course, dog pictures for the year of 2018. Uh, So be sure to send those over to us. Again, that is letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, right on. So I think we should probably jump into... Well, first things first. Let's discuss our new rating skills that we've we've set up. We were talking about it earlier this week, and we each came up with a uh, a more concise way to mm-hmm. rate
0: things in general, right? Instead of like a thirty minute discussion about every movie, right? Where we go through a one through <laughs> ten and maybe uh, maybe some letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can we can narrow it down. That's fine. Sure. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, it's it's really a three point scale which is bad, okay, good. Mm-hmm. So my scale is uh, for bad. I've got glitter because mm-hmm. I hate glitter. And as okay, I've got Sam Adams beer, which <laughs> we've discussed before. It's just just okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people get so overhyped about it, but it's it's a thing. It's perfectly mediocre. <laughs> send that to them you're right <laughs> and then uh for my good i've got of course dinosaurs <gasps> because come on it's,
0: it's so good it's fucking dinosaurs when you said that to me i just lost it i was like god that's good <laughs> fucking good man no steven it's dinosaurs it's dinosaurs <laughs> as I, i'll say it here uh, but as we said in the text and everything uh the phrase like that shit is dinosaurs works so well. I, right? I want to use it in real life. I want to spread it around. <laughs> I want people to start using it. I think it'll hit, man. It's yes. going to be the viral thing coming out of this podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have
1: to catch one virus, let it be <laughs> from the show.
0: Um, so yeah, you sent me those. I, I didn't know where that came from. Did you? Was it just for the show or is that just like you were like, I'm going to start doing this for life?
1: Full disclosure, mm. uh, I was at the time I sent that to you, I was uh, looking at dinosaurs on the internet. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is a good I should just rate everything as dinosaurs that I think is great. And um, I thought, well, I have to come up with something bad instantly. Came up with glitter. Yeah. And then what's okay? Same atoms. <laughs> <So, so laughs> it was a fairly you. quick process. <laughs> yeah. All of about 15 seconds for me to, awesome. uh, to come up with that. So what is your skill, Stephen?
0: Yeah, so I, as I told you before we started recording, uh, I have two for my bad that I was going between. So I'll, I'll list them out, but I, I think I have a choice now. So for bad, and, and all of mine just ended up as food. Amanda and I were trying to think last night of what I could do as equivalents equivalence of your uh, glitter and dinosaurs, and uh, all that came to me was food, but that's cool. Uh, I like food, so whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so bad, two things that are bad to me, ketchup and Mr. Pib, which is lying about being Dr. Pepper. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ketchup. I think I'm gonna throw out because I think if I if I use that, people are gonna be confused because a lot of people love ketchup. I just happen to hate it. Uh, so I think Mr. Pibb, that's a really good, that's, I was at Amanda's edition and uh, I think that one's going to stick. So that's my bad. Okay. Uh, I, I, also stuck with the, uh, Sam Adams beer as the okay. I think that's a great mid-level. So, uh, we'll both have that one. And it's,
1: it's so mediocre that it's shared between the two of us. <laughs> that's, that's where it stands.
0: It's so perfect for it. That's hilarious. Yep. And then, uh, my good is pizza because pizza's awesome. My so. God.
1: My favorite food right there. So. Right. I think between pizza and dinosaurs, we've got a solid lock yeah. on I don't even think we'd have to introduce the scale to yeah. somebody, like, <laughs> outside of the podcast, be like, man, that shit Holy is pizza,
0: shit. and people would be like, yeah, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the whole way through, like, if you're like, yeah, maybe it's kind of glitter, they'd be like, oh, yeah, because either way, if they think it's the movie glitter or actual <laughs> glitter, it's they're in the right mindset, right? I think this going to work, yeah. Yes, with, so that's context. the new scale.
1: So we will be uh, discussing things, I'm sure, in the future, and yep. uh, giving our individual three-point scales here. Um, Spoiler alert, so. the movies today, they're all
0: fucking dinosaur pizzas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move into the uh, the first movie on the block here, yeah. um, which is The Cleverfield Paradox, which came out immediately following the Super yeah. Bowl on Netflix. Did you watch it? We did. Okay, yes, we cool. watched it on, uh, I think, Tuesday night is when we watched it, finally. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's less uh, a little bit less than two hours long, mm. I believe. And um, uh, I thought it was interesting that you said that you didn't watch the the Super Bowl yeah. like spots or anything because when it was advertised, that was the first time I'd heard anything outside of you mentioning it. Oh on yeah, okay. This podcast. Um, it it made it seem like it was a an immediate precursor to the original Cloverfield movie.
0: Oh, the trailer um, did, or yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So I okay,
1: you didn't go back and watch the trailers.
0: No, I've only seen like a TV spot that came on briefly. Okay. Um, I went through some of the stuff I'd seen after I saw the movie, but yeah, I haven't seen the full trailer still.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the trailer made it seem like it, uh, it said something to the effect of like see where it all began or mm. something like that. But, yeah.
0: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish it didn't exist. This movie. That'd be great.
1: So to, <laughs> to, to, to clarify, not all of the, the movies. That's true. This, uh, this episode are, are going to be a uh, pizza or dinosaurs. Nope. So um, let's uh, let's just go ahead and put a blanket spoiler warning yeah. down, um, because uh, we don't really have any any way to discuss this movie without no. uh, mm-hmm. spoiling it. So um, it is on Netflix right now, streaming. So mm-hmm. if you want to pause it, watch it, and then come back, feel free to do so. But uh, otherwise, we're gonna hop into spoilers here. So what did you <laughs> what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I was so excited to talk to you about this because yeah. when uh, when we texted about it, uh, I think on that monday uh-huh. um you asked me if i watched it that night and it was so late yeah. at that point that uh we just didn't have time to watch it and uh, you would mentioned that it's uh gets a little bit sci-fi but you did syfy uh-huh. like the uh the network yep and i uh, texted back uh-oh yeah and then you texted <laughs> back yeah
0: <laughs> so. says it all yep. yeah yeah Oh, man. So first off, I would say, uh, yeah, I didn't watch the game. But when I got home, I was, you know, excited to watch all the trailers that were out for everything. So I was going through those and I was on Slash Film and they posted something that they were like, you know, it's um, Cloverfield Paradox is going to be on Netflix tonight. And I gasped so audibly loud that Amanda was like concerned and was like, what are? You, what's happening? And <laughs> is everything OK? She thought like a major world event happened, like Trump resigned or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, like the gasp was was loud enough that I scared myself a little bit. And I was like, that was probably too much. Uh, But I got so fucking excited that they were releasing this like we had talked about, you know, that they might just drop it one day. But I didn't expect it that soon uh, by any stretch. So um, when it was on, I just got so excited. And uh, Amanda was already tired because we like I said, we had been on a flight. So we got back from Denver that night and we were both tired. And I was like, well, I'm just going to watch this. She just like fell asleep or whatever on the couch for a little bit, I think. And uh, kind of went in and out of the room. And, and uh, so, yeah, I started watching it. Um, I would take breaks here and there because it wasn't that great. And I I don't know. Uh, Amanda would ask me how it was going, and I'd be like, it's it's okay. And I was, like, still holding out hope that by, you know, by change or whatever. And uh, it never did. And at the end, she was like, how was it? And I was like, it was fucking awful. It was <laughs> awful. It's, I called it sci-fi level and I, I I did watch that TV spot and it did show a lot, like the effects and stuff. A lot of them are pretty good. Um, like more sci-fi movies like Sharknator or whatever, like they're obviously like shitty, um, CGI and stuff. Right. This did have better production value and it had great actors in it, but I don't think they were doing great acting. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects of it, but, um, basically like it was just a huge disappointment. Like if we had done the letdown show after this, that'd be number one, you know? Cause I'll be on the next one. Yeah. Right. I, I am such a huge fan of Cloverfield and Tim Cloverfield lane. I expected nothing but amazingness. And I was like, what happened? So yeah. Well,
1: okay. Um, was there anything in particular that, that stood out to you as, as bad, like particularly with the, with like the plot or Mm -hmm. something to that effect?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it was mostly plot. It was like, uh, I use this term sometimes. I don't think I've, I've thrown it out here on the podcast as much, but like a paint by numbers, where it's it feels like nothing's really new. Um, the dialogue wasn't new. The plot itself wasn't that new. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like they're in space, to do this energy thing, and blah blah blah, and like things just kind of plot along. But it's it's not like there's no like character development. Um, there's like so many aspects that just feel like they're just painting by numbers. They're just kind of going through the motions, and and uh, this one's a little bit like that, I guess, but also. Um, it's like again, like nobody sets out to make a bad movie, but uh, sometimes people might not quite understand like what is making a good movie, and they miss the mark on this one. So it's it's not like one aspect; it's a lot of them. There are some cool things or some great ideas. Um, I don't know that they knew what they wanted this movie to be. It has a lot of really weird gross out effects, um, like the worms yeah. thing and like that guy's eyeball, um, the 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 chick that they find in the ship. Oh, yeah. With all the wires and pipes going through her was was a great design. Like, it was fucking creepy. It was uh, a cool plot line, I thought, that everything shifted and, like, people were going to be in the walls or whatever, and that she came out of nowhere. Like, there was aspects of it that could have been cool, and then, like, the delivery was just like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand any of this. Um, I don't like how they shoehorned in the Cloverfield, Cloververse connections at the end and stuff, or throughout it. Yep. Uh, like, flashing back to Earth and stuff, and... Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of aspects like that, that I was just like, I I didn't really fit in the Cloververse and it felt like a movie that they bought and tried to reduce reshoots and it didn't really work. And I don't know, man, it, it was just all over the place for me. So,
1: well, it's funny that you mentioned that about the being shoehorned into the Cloververse, because, um, I was listening to the Erie international podcast and they actually had Mm. a, a special episode about this where, uh, David was talking about how, Um, I guess this was going to be a different movie, but then it was, Mm -hmm. parts of it were, I guess, already filmed, and then it was rewritten to incorporate certain things, like the the scene with, um, oh, that one lady's husband uh, who's back on Earth and, like, driving around to, like, I guess try to find shelter or whatever, and he comes across that little girl. I guess that whole, like, plot Mm. line on Earth was not part of the original um, story, Mm-mm. And they just did that to kind of help fit in the destruction from Cloverfield and and whatnot. But it's yeah. not even in the same city. I guess it was in like Philadelphia or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Go Eagles! So
0: <laughs> that's why they released it that night. <laughs> it, it, it all ties in. It actually wasn't. Uh, that makes sense actually because uh, Philadelphia was like fucking destroyed that night because uh, they had to like grease the poles so people wouldn't <laughs> climb them because that's a thing there yeah. or whatever. Uh, and that's because, yeah, so- <laughs> that's because the team won.
1: Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, if they <laughs> lost?
0: Good lord. But it's like, they were like, oh, let's just throw this monster movie out tonight in Philadelphia and just be like, that's what did it. It wasn't the people there that went crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a monster running around climbing poles.
1: Well, it was, <laughs> it was confusing to me because I didn't understand where certain things were happening. Like Because yeah. both the, the the lead actress and her husband are both English, so I just assumed he was in England somewhere. Mm. But then... You see him get in a car, and he's, like, driving, like, the the wheel is on the American side of a, a vehicle. Yeah, and yeah. And he, he picks up this little girl uh, who is, like, in a building rubble, and she speaks, like, Americanized English. Mm-hmm. And then later he says something about being in Philadelphia or whatever, so it's it just seemed confusing. Like, why would he even be yeah. there? But I guess, you know, it'd be hard for them to, to make the leap that he was... And I don't know, it's a, it's a paradox in and of itself. Like, <clears throat> oh, there you um, go. He, he could have been in England, right? And and all yeah. of this stuff happened. And then... Uh, that actually
0: sounds cooler to me, that it would spread around the world. Yeah, yeah. So, it seems
1: yeah. It seems weird that they would set it in Philadelphia, which is so close to New York. Yeah. Like, they could have just put it in New York. Like There's not really any reason, <laughs> yeah. reason for it, I guess, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, that's weird. But I it, didn't even pay attention to it. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. The whole time, pretty much. That was a good... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't have any, like... I, I guess I couldn't put my finger on it. I just... It just seemed like a standard, like, sci-fi movie to me. Like, yeah. I'm, as I've stated before on the show, I'm not really... <clears throat> excuse me. My God. I've got some fucking worms oh, in my too, chest man. or something. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just not really into, like, <clears throat> sci-fi movies anyway. And this seemed like one of those movies I would not be into to begin with. So mm. um, I was kind of, like... I, I was trying to focus on watching the movie, but, like, I wasn't super into it. Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't
0: really hold your attention
1: anyway, so no. it's not doing you any favors, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, great movie.
0: Uh, <laughs> Obviously.
1: <laughs> no, it, uh, about the uh, the stuff with the, the guy's eye that starts to go rogue in his head mm-hmm. and then the, the worms going in his body, like, like, I understand where they were trying to make it make sense, where it's like, oh, yeah, these two ships are occupying the same space even though they're from different mm-hmm. dimensions or whatever so this stuff happens um and it makes sense with the the lady getting you know trapped in the and yeah. the the wires and, and gears and everything but um it seems a little bit forced that that worms just happen to mm-hmm. be in this dude's stomach and I don't I I think you could get something a lot more scary than the guy's eyeball like turning <laughs> turning yeah. to the side you know <laughs> but um, I don't know. It it, it kind of seemed like it's like, okay, well, we can do these special effects. So I guess, I guess that's what we'll do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: We spent all the money on the space station.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the space station design, I thought was really cool. Like when yeah. the movie started, I was like, this looks really rad. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got up there and everything, how they, it's like spinning around and everything. And it has like different, it looks like different sections, which ended up being like different sections that are spinning. And it's like, that's like the medical wing and this is like whatever and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, that stuff was cool. I thought, but, um, but yeah, they, maybe they blew their wad on all that, and then they were like, ooh, we gotta do something else. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, but it doesn't make sense why he had worms in his stomach or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think now is that he was such a piece of shit person that he was equivalent to worms, like a pile of worms, and they're like, they're merging in the same space. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and, uh, and then
1: Chris O'Dowd's mm-hmm. severed arm was still able to, like, function yeah. and then write.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, independently. independently. Uh, yeah, he was like a weird comic relief. Yeah, yeah, two is like all of that. Yeah, I didn't really know that, that fit. I like Chris O'Dowd, but mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I don't know how this all fits together. It just nothing felt right. Um, it didn't feel like there was enough tension for his comic relief to cut through, and it didn't feel like it cut through well enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was all really weird. the uh, The whole arm thing was like funny or whatever. Like some of it reminded me of like trying to be like an '80s movie, like uh, a gross-out horror space movie, like. Um, like the, the worms coming out was like a chestburster scene from alien and stuff like that. It's, it's playing out those kind of things, but it just, none of it worked though. I was like, if you want to make that movie, make that movie, but you're not making that movie. You're making this like Coverfield movie, or you're making this paradox movie about, uh, particle accelerators and stuff. And it's like, choose what you want to do. Like you're, you're doing like really high advanced science that you don't seem qualified for. So that's not selling anything. Right. You're doing only half gross out stuff, but nothing else. And so that doesn't sell it. You're doing the monster stuff on Earth, which is just like distraction from what's actually going on the plot ups uh, you know, up at the space station. So it's like it's like three different movies that they try to shoehorn into one and it's just not it's not cohesive.
1: Right. Um <laughs> well, they tried to make it cohesive by forcing things in there, like the, yeah. the close up shot of the uh o little like oh yeah bobblehead mm-hmm. thing they had on the, yeah. the console. At at that point it was like, Oh yeah, this was an this was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. this, this whole thing was shoehorned into yeah. Cloverfield. Um, and then there was a, a an escape pod or something like that that hit Earth. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they wanted. Like, in the, the at the very last scene of Cloverfield, we see something like fall in the water. Yeah. And um, I think that's what that was supposed to be. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But also... It's a weird like timeline thing because it the, doesn't make sense. Yeah, the technology in this movie is so much more advanced yeah. <laughs> than how it was in 2007 when the original yeah. came out. Um, I mean, there were no smartphones in the original movie. Like, if there were, yeah, uh, what's his name, uh, T.J. Miller wouldn't have to carry around that large ass camera. Exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> you that's the one phone. glaring thing. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was like, he has he has an actual camcorder. Yeah. No, we don't use that anymore. If yet, they could have sense.
1: waited to film that movie, just like two years.
0: You know? Yeah, I know. It would have totally worked.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just a, a weird, uh, uh, like, what do you call
0: it? Uh, I can't think of the word. Uh, mm, yeah. One of those. <laughs> one of those things. Um, it, it defies any words. That's, that's how good it is.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. it may qualify for some other words. Uh, what uh, what would you rate this movie, Stephen?
0: Uh, this movie is straight up Mr. Pib.
1: Mr. Pib. wow. Yeah, harsh. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> had, to, had to go there. Yeah, I'd give
1: this. Uh, I'd give this movie a glitter for sure. Yeah, nice try, guys. Uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we found out why it went directly to Netflix then.
0: <sighs> exactly. I was hoping. So I. W- I want to say that is I. I had hoped this was going to be a great film, and that they would be like this is like we had talked about. This would be so cool of them to just drop a film randomly on Netflix, and be like, here's a great. Cloverfield you know like it would it would show like how movies could do that in the future and they're kind of on the cutting edge of of advertising and stuff and viral marketing so I was like that totally works and it's then it when it happened it was like oh no they just dumped it on Netflix because it was a piece of shit <laughs> so that's why they just they just knew like if they actually had to submit it to critics and it went to theaters it wouldn't have nearly not nearly as many people would have seen it yeah. as that you know watched it that weekend um and so that's, that's really disappointing that it, it wasn't the other way. So that was, that was a big part of it for me, that I was like, fuck, it's not only bad, it's, like, bad in context of the viral marketing of Cloverfield movies, and now it kind of, like, makes me, you know, weary about them releasing anything else, too. So, um, which, there's a, another one, Cloverfield 4, which is currently titled Overlord, which is the same thing. It was, like, shot, and they're going to reshoot some stuff, but I'm hoping it's going to be better Um, I also heard about, uh, there's a sci-fi movie that Daisy Ridley shot in the last year that might be Cloverfield 5 coming out next year. Good Lord. But again, it's like shot and they might add stuff to it. And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure really where 10 Cloverfield Lane was in the process, if they had shot stuff or it was just a spec script and they added Cloverfield stuff to it. But that movie really worked with that stuff and this one didn't. So we have two examples of that and I don't know what the next one's going to hold, but I'm not really excited about it anymore as I, you know, would have been. Yeah. It's a shame.
1: (laughs) On that, I was very upset. Yeah, on the episode of Erie International, uh, it was episode one twenty eight point two. It's point two because one twenty eight was about the original Cloverfield, uh, and this is the follow up. It was recorded, I believe, that same night um, that the the movie came out. But um, he has a guest from another podcast, The Terror Table, on there, and he mentions that if this movie would have come out and it would have been great, it would have been a game changer for mm. for movies because it was yeah. something that was fantastic came directly to netflix as a surprise and it, it would have just rocked the whole thing but yeah yeah it, it didn't happen as you can tell <laughs> and it's like, it was glitter oh, and wow. mr Pib, so <laughs> just not good
0: oh man glittery mr Pib sounds really extra gross so yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all I can say about that, because I don't want to talk about shitty movies anymore. <laughs> okay. So let's go to an awesome movie.
1: Hell yeah. Let's go to the the first movie in our um, uh, MCU movies today, which is uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and we're just going to do a, a quicker uh, recap on this, and then mm-hmm. uh, we'll move on to... A recap. <laughs> I see what you did there. Recap. <laughs> uh, and then we'll move on to the Avengers proper. But Captain America, the first Avenger... Um, came out in twenty eleven, so just a couple of months after the first Thor movie. Um hmm. and I think they had to add the first Avenger after Captain America, just for like maybe international audiences or whatever, because they knew I the always Avengers about were, that were coming out. Yeah. Um because, you know, international audiences they may not uh, take kindly to uh <laughs> to, to America in the title. I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. But um uh yeah. I yeah, on fumes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all right, no, I've never quite understood that, but that's that's cool uh It makes sense for like international audiences like that but uh but yeah man, uh, i watched this uh last weekend, and uh yeah, I've watched it a bunch of times this week. I even put it on again this morning uh and last night, and uh, I just put it on the background all the time because I loved it so much um and it's uh it's changed over time. I'm curious what you thought about it you know originally when you first saw it mm-hmm. um. This, this also, you know, whenever uh, I'll kind of stipulate that, you know, I'm not a big comic book fan, so especially with, like, more, like, the serials and stuff, so, like, Iron Man, I had zero, zero care about before those movies came out, and then I was like, wow, Iron Man's amazing, and uh, Captain America, I never really knew much about, but after the movies and stuff, I really liked him, so for you, being a, a Cap fan and everything, what, what did you think about this, do you remember, like, when it first came out? And then until now?
1: Um, yes, my weird memory allows me access to that information. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, really liking this movie when it came out. Um, the marketing lead up was just like so heavy. Like every other commercial was a commercial for this movie. It seemed mm-hmm. like but between this and Thor, uh, when they both came out, I kind of liked them equally at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upon doing this rewatch of, of things, um, I'd have to say that I do like Captain America better. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> last weekend, it was uh, we have the Reform app on our Apple TV, and we do mm-hmm. have uh, it has a live feed on there. And my wife was watching it as she was making dinner, and it said you know, up next Captain America: The First Avenger. And I thought, oh, okay, well here's a, a cool way for me to, to watch it without uh, having to pull it up on, uh, mm. on my movies and everything. Um, so it starts playing, and the the quality of the the, uh, yeah. the video wasn't great and i thought oh no this movie's gonna look like shit and it did yeah. <laughs> on that version of it but uh-huh. i thought and i i wasn't really like watching it watching it i was it was just kind of in the background or whatever sure. And i wanted to make sure i could actually like sit down and watch the movie um mm-hmm. to, to be able to take it all in so i i did eventually go back and re-watch it on itunes and um Visual quality was so much better, and it, mm. it didn't stand out as much, so I I liked it quite a bit more. I I was cool, yeah. I was really nervous <laughs> about doing that because I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, this is gonna make me hate this movie." But yeah, um, no, I overall I liked it. Um, you can definitely tell there's uh, a lot of green screen in this movie, yeah. especially towards the end. But um, I think that it was that's part of Marvel trying to get their ducks in a row to mm-hmm. to do some stuff in the future. I think they were in the middle of shooting this or getting ready to shoot this before disney bought them yeah and uh you can tell that there's a, a huge leap in quality between Mm-mm. captain america the first avenger and then the first avengers movie uh um, yeah or at least there was to me
0: oh uh, yeah yeah no i totally agree okay
1: um did did anything stand out to you on uh yeah. on this? like with the the visuals or, the special effects. Effects or whatever yeah
0: yeah so that's what's always held me back about this movie. Um, when I first saw it, um, I didn't really care for it that much. I was like, "It's okay." And I, I, think I probably thought about it like Thor at the time that I was like, "Yeah, it's out there, whatever." And uh, it took me like a few years um, to kind of revisit it um, over over time, and it grew in me more and more. Um, for me, it's it's um, the effects are what really stood out, and it's it's mostly the um, some of the green screen stuff in the '40s. Um, <laughs> is really weird like there's a scene where there's like a guy running it it's like in berlin or somewhere and there's like a guy like running across this like cobblestone square and the entire thing but that person looks like absolutely fake it's like at night and it's like their effects were like not ready for that and it's like this is like a pretty static easy scene and it looks horrible yeah and it always uh me out of it and some of the effects are better than others um and some of the ideas though are really good um and uh, there's just something about it that over time, though, it's really grown on me. And I, I can kind of just look past those, and they're okay. And it's kind of like, yeah, like I, I agree that they were getting their ducks in a row. And, and uh, before Disney bought them, it was a little bit different. And, uh, and I can just live with it now. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the story has kind of overtaken that. And then the I love the 40s a whole lot, that style. And uh, Joe Johnston directed this. And he directed The Rocketeer. And The Rocketeer is one of my favorite childhood movies. And this feels really similar to that, um, and like actually, like they could do a version of of like Tony's dad. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. The other Stark, uh, being like uh, in in a rocketeer suit with oh, cap, yeah. and I would have been like, "Cool, forties uh, Iron Man, whatever." Let's do this. Like they could have, <laughs> you know, like mashed those two movies up, and I'm I'm good to go. So, um, in that in that realm, I, I really enjoy that film, and this one reminds me of that a lot. So um, I like the aesthetic a lot, even though it doesn't always. The, some of the effects don't come off that well. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the movie itself is cool. Uh, I would say one effect in the movie that comes off really well is you cannot tell that he's wearing feet boots; they just look like true. feet. I know. Yeah. I, I I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> after, after seeing that
1: image again, I was like, "Oh my god!" I I, I kept zoning in on his uh, his feet when he was running around. I know. I was like, got like I "Look." You. <laughs> yeah, kept <laughs> looking for a seam or something like that. But no, 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 no. There's, there's they did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about the the visual aesthetic of the movie, there's a lot of like mm-hmm. browns and golds to this, yes. which harkens back to like that golden age area yeah. of both like, I guess America, but also like comics, because Captain America is a, mm, a golden yeah. age character, and mm. uh, that's one thing that I really like about this movie. I don't think it necessarily holds up with the post. Avengers movies necessarily like if you put this mm-hmm. next to uh, Winter Soldier or, or yeah. you know any other movie uh, it's gonna look it's gonna stand out uh, a little bit any more any other
0: movie right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you know Showgirls uh, yeah. <laughs> Bad Mom's Christmas Mamma Mia stuff you know stuff like that it's gonna it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna look different I guess
0: I'm gonna I'm going to say that there probably is some CGI in Bad Mom's Christmas. And even though it's 2018, it is probably way worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, that's true. Why is this a lady's house entirely CGI? That's so strange. I
0: don't, I don't even know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, some of the um, – I like the cast a whole lot. Um, I, I didn't write anybody down right now, but um, it's, it's also funny watching these back again and forgetting that people were involved. Like, oh, Tommy Lee Jones is in the MCU uh <laughs> um, i forget yeah, about I that you know uh <laughs>
1: and he's in this movie quite a bit quite a bit i know yeah when upon rewatching it i was just expecting to see him during the like drill uh-huh. part of it but then i i forgot yeah he's he's later like when they go overseas and then he's also at the end of the movie and kind of yeah. in between there as well so
0: he drives that uh that badass car that super long like uh league of extraordinary gentleman car yeah. Yeah. uh to get into the plane and everything um yeah and so, so some of that like that car is actually the effects on that is not that great but uh, the design of everything in the movie is is top-notch to me mm-hmm. um that plane which is looks like a super huge plane with like but real like prop you know like propellers and everything like that it's um it's it's a cool design or whatever um but uh yeah there's a lot of aspects um stanley Tucci is in this movie uh, uh the tooch dog his yeah. accent his accent is a little wobbly but uh but i love i love tooch so, uh um, anytime he shows up I'm awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I'm awesome too, but that's awesome. And uh <laughs> but I forget that he's a name CEO, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, not for very it's long. Fun.
1: May he rest in peace. No.
0: It's cool though because I like how they do things like some uh it's like a, a parallel to the uh, to uh what is it? Like I can't remember the guy's name right now with Iron Man and the cave of fin- Oh, Jensen?
1: Fin-
0: Jensen. Yeah. Uh it's kind of like that. Like he's like a uh a foreign guy with an accent who's like helping in their origin story sort of thing and like getting them to where they need to be and they have to uh like lay down their lives in order to get the to like propel the person to do something it's like the first thing that you know captain like changes and then he gets shot and then cap like goes after that dude and it's like his first thing like hey I'm a super soldier and uh so I was like I like the parallels there uh, I thought that was kind of fun um but yeah overall like I I know that this doesn't like like um Cap Two, uh, Winter Soldier is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the action of that movie is so good, but it is like a political thriller, and it is so good, and it is a, a turning point in the MCU that it didn't feel like it needed to be, but then all of a sudden it was like, no, this is amazing, and uh, this does pale in, cons- in you know uh, comparison. But I love them as a trilogy. Like I still like what we got, and this fits in. Like this is still one of my very favorites of the of Phase One to me. Um, I would watch this movie more than probably any other in Phase 1, besides actually the, the Avengers yeah. uh, of the standalones. It's it's the one the one I enjoy watching the most, even if I probably think Iron Man is probably a better movie overall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I still like this one a lot. And then, like, Iron Man 2 is probably right behind it for me. <laughs> Iron <laughs> so, Man 2 is such a fun movie. It's so fun. <laughs> but that's, that's surprising
1: to hear because, yeah, I think when we first um, talked about it after the movie came out, uh, you weren't, like, super into Captain no. America. like. Um, Took a while. Th- this particular movie at the time. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's something that uh, that grows on you. One thing I noticed is that they really hit the ground running with Steve Rogers. Like, I feel like he's mm-hmm. a fully formed character by the time yeah. this movie starts. Like, you know exactly who he is. He's got the, the same drive and personality, like, in the mm. modern MCU movies as well. Yeah. So, I think Chris Evans did a really good job of uh, of portraying that. And then Marcus and mm. is it McFeely or... I don't know. Um, the The writers of this movie also wrote mm. Winter Soldier and then Civil War as well. Oh, okay. I didn't and, realize. Uh, yeah, so uh, I thought they brought on a whole new like writing team or whatever, but I, I guess it's just the director makes that much of a difference, you know? Mm. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Wow. But but yeah, I uh, I love the uh, the Captain America aspect of it, where um, he starts out as a, uh, a propaganda mm. tool by the U.S. government. And yeah. he's dressed in, like, tights and everything he looks yeah. like. He stepped right out of the, the comic book, and it's just, just not a good look. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, then eventually he, he steps up, and he, he does what he has to to rescue all of those American mm-hmm. army men back behind enemy lines and everything. So he really steps up to the, to the plate at that point. Yeah. Um, what,
0: uh, what were your thoughts on The Red Skull? Um, so yeah, that, it's so funny. Like if you had talked to me about this movie, like right afterwards, like we've recorded this right afterwards, everything changes. Uh, but in recent years, I'm just like, it's all good. So I don't really know much about the red skull, so I don't know how accurate he is for comic book wise or what you, you would think of him. But for me, like outside of that, um, I think the design of him is really cool. I thought they, uh, the physical effects that they were able to do on his face, um, is, a, is it looks really like menacing and the cheekbones are all like weird and ju- any you know, like jagged and stuff. And I dig it. Um, I, I liked his, uh, I like Hugo weaving a lot. I thought he was, uh, perfectly cast for that. Um, for me, uh, and was a good villain. And, uh, they did some cool things where like his, his eyelid would like droop away and he like pushes it back in and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I like that whenever, uh, I, I, you know, like I'm losing names, but Z- Zola, whatever the guy's name that is like his, uh, Zoloft. He's a. Zola. <laughs> His henchman. He makes all the weapons. Yeah, Zola. Yeah. Zola? Zola, okay. yeah. Uh, when he walks in and uh, the guy's painting and it's just like a canvas or like a, a painter's palette or whatever of like just like different reds. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, and then he just turns off the lights so you don't see him. Like they did a lot of cool things, I thought, um, that you just like, uh, like that. The painter even looks like, fuck my life. Yeah. This is what I have to do right now. And like, so I like a lot of that kind of stuff. So yeah. what did you think of him as a, you know, comic to screen?
1: Uh, I thought it was a pretty good translation. Um, I thought that he looked really good. Um, a lot of people don't know this. This is some movie trivia for you listeners, but that is actually Hugo Weaving's, Weaving's actual face. Um, oh, So I didn't he was that. literally born to play this part. <laughs> um, and he just wears they, a Hugo they, Weaving they mask. Just painted that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, that's like really good. Yeah. Good casting then. Oh, man. You know, it's spot on, you know? <laughs> yeah. The timing was really good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, no, I, I liked him a lot. Um, I would like for him to, to come back, but I think there, he, he didn't like working with Marvel, uh, at this oh, point, really? but then I've heard him later say that, uh, he wouldn't mind working with them again or whatever. Mm. Um, and even though it looks like he, spoilers, he dies at the end of this movie, the fan theory is that he just gets sucked up into, mm. um, Yggdrasil, which is the, like the world tree in the uh-huh. like Thor mythology. Yeah. So it's posited that he's still alive and out there somewhere, but mm-hmm. um, for all intents and purposes, he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I liked his performance a lot. I liked to. I thought his accent was was good. Um, it mm-hmm. was German, but it wasn't so like German yeah. that you couldn't understand it. You know. Yeah. Um, and I I liked that he was uh, evenly powered with Captain America. You know. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And his face was red.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like how everything played out. That it's like he uh, he tried all the stuff by himself. Like I like how they like um, lay it all out there too. Where like Stanley Tucci's like telling the story to Steve Rogers before he goes into his surgery, and he's like, yeah, he was you know it amplifies all the power. Like everything worked really well. The mythology that they put into this movie, I think, really works, and the story that they put into it. So mm-hmm. uh, I like that he that like Steve Rogers is the only one that gets turned into a super soldier and they wanted a whole army but now it's like no they have one on each side you know a bad and a good and uh i think that was a really cool dichotomy that they were able to play out um so yeah i, I just I just really dig this movie i mean um there's just something about it has a, a good rewatchability and uh, it's just like the design is cool to watch um i like bucky and the the howling commandos the whole team is awesome mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's sad that uh they've all they, they all dead <laughs> everybody dead by the end of that movie yeah. um but, uh, but it's, it's cool. I like, uh, I like Peggy Carter a lot. I was going uh, like to say, we have to, we
1: have to mention Peggy yeah. Carter. Yeah. She's, She's great. Uh,
0: badass. Uh, when she punches that dude in the face. Yep. Uh, for mouthing off to her. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> She seems so cool. Uh, and I like her as an actress. Uh, I never watched, um, her show. Um. Agent Carter. They like a, yeah. Yeah. But, uh. I wanted to just because I liked her and her character so much, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know if the show would actually be that good with like production value and stuff, so I never really tried it.
1: Yeah, Brandy and I both liked it. Uh, there's obviously some differences between you know a film versus a TV show. Um, yeah. You, you can tell there, but um, the storylines are, are good enough that uh, we stuck with it. So uh, I'm sure it's streaming on Netflix or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. think the first season is only like eight episodes or ten episodes long like okay. they did a, a mini like filler episode while Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on break but mm. um, I, th- I think it's worth checking out
0: yeah um, okay maybe I'll revisit that Yeah. yeah
1: I like that, that character quite a bit too um, and the uh, the thing I was going to say which is coming to my mind it's just taking a while <laughs> it's getting there I'm only making you wait for it because it's that good it's that good Stephen are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, well, I want you to be readier. So, shit, yeah. I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that if I just kept talking, it would I liked it.
0: I, I, I was going to throw in some jokes, too, but I thought it actually would hurt. Uh, if, you, if you almost got there, you'd be like, no, I. you said something and I lost it again, so I just let it play out. Man. W- uh, was it about Agent Carter, even? Uh,
1: no, I think it was. Oh, okay, I remember what it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we would be remiss if we did not mention the after credits scene. Um, oh yeah. Because we, we do that in all of the MCU movies on our Absolutely. on our recap here. So um, the after credits scene is really just a trailer for the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. This. So I know a lot of people joke about how the after credits <laughs> scenes are just trailers for the next movie. This is literally a trailer <laughs> for that next movie.
0: Okay. So I was going to ask you about that. Uh, Cause on my my copy, it was like that. but I was like, is this on all of them or did I watch something that had tacked that on afterwards? but that is how the movie ends. like that is like it's like him doing the punching bags, right at first yeah, and then they lead into like the actual like trailer like a full-on trailer for the movie for right. the adventures yeah okay. so I, I want to make sure that yeah, that was uh everywhere it was very weird when i watched it this time it was i was like i don't need any of this what are What are you doing <laughs> stop this so, so
1: yeah i was a big fan so between that and then like the incredible hulk not having an actual after credit scene at all yeah um saying that all the mcu movies have after credit scenes is uh not as accurate as i once thought so i thought that was, yeah, yeah. was kind of surprising i guess what you could consider an after credit scene or what they could have made an after credit scene was, uh, Steve Rogers waking up in the present. Yeah. Um, but I think it's necessary to have that in the actual movie itself just because, Mm. you know, that finishes out his story really. Yeah. It shows that he comes back because otherwise if to the layman, if they go see this movie and they see Steve Rogers, you know, put it in the ice, um, (laughs) yeah, not a euphemism. No, (laughs) (laughs) could be, you know, whatever. sounds cold. Thanks for different back then, Stephen. that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, they would have thought that he just died and they would have been like, "Well, how come yeah. he came back?" It's Oh, you have to watch this after credits thing. I'm not sitting through credits. That's like reading. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so, true. so it's uh, important yeah. that he uh, he has that right there, but I remember it uh, blowing my mind when watching the it was essentially a, a teaser trailer because you didn't see like the Hulk yeah, yeah. or anything like that, or, or that that group shot of all six characters, you know, as it's mm-hmm. kind of the camera's turning around them. But um, but yeah, I thought it was a, a nice uh, appetite wetter for uh, oh. for that following year.
0: Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it's cool. Um, I like how they went to the future in that, and I thought the way that they played out, where he like wakes up in the hospital bed, mm-hmm. and the baseball game's on, and like they've done all this stuff to make it look like he's. Still in the forties. And uh and then he's like, I I was at that game, like, where am I? And mm-hmm. then all of it like where he like kicks his shit out of those guards and like runs out into like the middle of Times Square or whatever, and it's it's like, this is cool. Like, I thought the way they they did that, um, after the I'm not even sure I didn't pay much as much attention to the um, like color tone and stuff, the look of it. Um, but after like the golden hues of the rest of the movie like it's it, it it really works to me where they shift to that and it's like throw him in a modern society yeah and it's like man that's cool and like all the shield people surround him and like Nick Fury's there and uh there's like in the middle of you know all these tourists and everything and all the cars I was like it, it really works I think that's a really cool ending um and then uh you know leading into the Avengers the next year and everything too because yeah I think it would have been too much to either put it in a credit scene or let it play out for the next movie and be like, well, what happened to him though? Like yeah. you needed that, like that final piece, but, uh, and then it gets you, yeah, it does get you excited for the next one. So that's cool.
1: I like that. Uh, when he wakes up in the present, he is fully dressed. He does have shoes on this time. So yeah. evidently <laughs> something happened to those boot feet. So, um, you already took him home. As a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like i guess put shoes on them
1: yeah because who else is gonna want those right
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they don't fit anybody else
1: <laughs> so uh so yeah he has he does in fact have shoes in uh at the end of this movie so yeah that's there part of being in the modern world we don't that's... want to see your feet
0: <laughs> uh, brandy certainly doesn't <laughs> uh <laughs> that's uh that's his character arc he had no shoes and then he had shoes that's how you know that he changed as a person that's true yeah. that's true uh because all of his stuff was physical i was thinking about that when you said that uh he, he pretty much, you know, you get who he is from the beginning and he stays that way. But, uh, as, and most times like with Tony Stark, you get that emotional arc. That's really what you're usually looking for, for, for a character arc in a movie or whatever, or any story. Uh, but his is actually like a physical arc. Like he goes from like a, a smaller person to a, a big muscly guy and, yeah. and, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, feet boots to real boots. There you go. <laughs> um, but that's why I like him. He's it fit. It works for him. He doesn't need to change as much. Like, and he goes through some stuff in the later movies. That's cool. But mm-hmm. for this one, it's like no. He is that earnest person from the '40s that wanted to stand up for against bullies. Yeah, it totally works. You know, I think it, it sells itself in that that realm. So, well, we cool could uh,
1: we could use him now. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: Come so Captain the
1: the uh, the one thing that really like stood out to me, special effects wise, uh, for sure, mm. is the uh, scrawny Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it, it just looks weird. There's there's not really a way to get around it. You just no. have to accept it and move on. Like some spots it looks okay. Uh, but I know, other, yeah. Other it's parts weird. it's uh, it's just like so so odd looking.
0: Sometimes his eyes like go to the side of his face, like that they. It's
1: a Cloverfield paradox.
0: <laughs> there's worms yeah. coming up. Um, it looks like they like wrapped around like like they like were digitally wire forming like his actual face over someone's smaller face yeah. and they like the proportions just don't really work whatever. Uh, I'm really curious like if they had made this with the effects they used for Kurt Russell and uh, Guardians 2. Yeah. It's like that it could have been really good, but yeah. it's it's hard either way. That's a hard sell to yeah shrink someone down from a size that we know he is you know to to a really like really small form for his stature yeah uh but yeah they it's a decent job and sometimes it works and a lot of times it doesn't but it, it doesn't bother me as much yeah throughout that thing and, and he's not that way that that long so
1: yeah you just kind of go with it
0: yeah but definitely one of the glaring special effects for sure <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's of its time you know yeah yeah Um uh, so I so would... long ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i would personally uh say this movie is dinosaurs uh, oh, cool! I loved it, um, and I would, I would definitely watch it again. What about you?
0: Uh, this is straight up pizza for me. So, I, I eat this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was good. That was really good. You could, you could ride your dinosaur all day. I don't know. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. <laughs> this is dinosaurs. I would ride this all day. <laughs> But, yeah, I love it, obviously, so...
1: Let's move on to our main topic, which is the 2012 film, the follow-up to Captain America, the first Avenger, which is The Avengers. Yes. Do you want to take us through the uh, yeah. whole uh, shebang here?
0: You got it. So, uh, directed and, and written by... I, I couldn't remember if this had been a co-written by, but uh, um, uh, Joss Whedon did both of those. Uh, when I looked it up, I will say that he at first... It's, like, iffy online from what I got that he rewrote the script by Zach Penn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw another quote where he he got pulled in before he was actually uh, attached as director. When they brought him in to look at it, he got the script and he said, "You guys have nothing. We need to start over." <laughs> yep. And uh, so I think he just like rewrote the whole thing by himself, as far as I understand, uh, which is crazy. And uh, I I don't think that works a whole lot of times. But man, Joss Whedon's got it. So yeah, it, it it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, written directed by him. Uh, music. I don't usually mention these, uh, even though I pay attention to music a lot in films but uh i thought it was fantastic in the avengers mm-hmm. so that was uh alan Silvestri, um who's a, a great composer and uh, i thought he did just wonders with this um and uh we, i still we get some of those other facts later on i, I didn't put any of the actors because there's so damn many of them and i can't copy and paste into this google sheet or google doc we have uh yeah. without it keeping the formatting of like imdb so uh but yeah we got the the usual characters uh from all the other ones did you want to run through them all uh,
1: um, no, I, I do want to mention that this is the first time that we get Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Or, I'm yeah, sorry, cool, as, yeah. as Bruce Banner, and of course, better CGI as Hulk yes. this time around. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, it, this is this is how I think all of humanity should visualize the Hulk from this point yeah. forward. Oh yeah. Let's there just forget the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that was fucking weird uh, to go back and rewatch because we've seen Ruffalo Hulk <laughs> yeah. so often now that it's. I just, know it. I'm, that's what I'm used to. You know. Yeah. And plus, it looks like it's directly from the comics, so
0: this is yeah. This is the best version of the Hulk. It's really, really good. It's so much. It's so much better that it is jarring. Yeah. To go back and watch <laughs> the Incredible Heart. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he nails it. Um, I was I wasn't really worried about his casting, um, but just the, the change and and in, in general, I don't like whenever actors have to change for a character and different movies. But um, yeah, he he owns this role now for sure.
1: Yeah. And then also cool. we get an expanded role for uh, Hawkeye, who was mm-hmm. just a cameo in the, the first Thor movie, but yeah. uh, now he's full-fledged Hawkeye in that he's in most of this movie. <laughs> um, he is, <laughs> again, spoilers, a bad guy for most of this film, so yeah. uh, it takes away a little bit of his, uh, his role in the yeah. Avengers proper, but, um, but I, I, I still like him as, uh, yeah. as Hawkeye overall.
0: I think, yeah, for a character that's shooting bows and arrows uh, or whatever mm-hmm. uh, in, in this uh, kind of world where there are fucking aliens coming out of a black hole in the sky and there is a guy with an iron suit flying around and super soldiers, like, for some reason it still works and it doesn't, it shouldn't, but I like Hawkeye yep. uh, and I like Jeremy Renner, so uh, it's still a little weird, but uh, but yeah, I, I actually dig his his role in this, so. It's,
1: it's another one of those things where you just go with it.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yep. yeah. You have to because he's there, right. so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's good. I mean, like he and Natasha both are very, uh, uh, like their their fight and everything like that. Like they're both, like he's a soldier or whatever, but she's like a super spy. But they just are badasses, basically, mm-hmm. you know. And they've been through shit together. And uh, and I like how his expa- his role expands in the further movies and stuff. But uh, and this one, I think it's cool to kind of see him as the uh, one of the bad guys taken over in the beginning and all his knowledge kind of playing into like how he can like infiltrate. S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that stuff so it's kind of yeah.
1: interesting yeah that's true yeah. that's true um so as far as the, the writing goes I I did look this up and it was on Wikipedia yeah, cool. so obviously it's true but this yeah. is the, the best information I could find <laughs> um, it says that uh, screenwriter Zach Penn who wrote The Incredible Hulk from 2008 oh, uh, was hired by Marvel telling. Studios to write the film in June 2007 so yeah um I guess he had like an old draft of it that that he had and that's what what uh, Whedon poo-pooed, um, because yeah. that, that was his quote. Uh, uh, it says, uh, when Whedon received Penn's draft, he told uh, Feige he felt the studio did not have anything, In <laughs> quote. Yeah. They should, quote, pretend this draft never happened, end quote. So, <laughs> so that gives you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at uh, what they were doing. Now, um, an early draft, I don't know whose draft it was, had the Wasp in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that obviously didn't happen but uh, mm-hmm. i think there's enough story here for the the six characters that that we've got that yeah adding any other characters it wouldn't balance things out properly yeah. because we, we also have nick fury we've got maria hill yeah. we've got agent colson loki Selvig, all these other um sure. side characters that we we need to uh deal with so uh, and of course galaga guy um we got to get Gallagher guy in there.
0: Comic relief has its own character in this movie. It, it really amazing. does.
1: Uh, I it remember really the, works. The, the first time I saw this movie, I thought, Oh, that's a funny joke. And then later it cuts back to the guy and he's just like over his yeah. shoulder sneaking and playing Gallagher. He literally has a joystick setting on his, yep. his counter there. So
0: it's, it's the details like that in his, and everything, but in the jokes too, the callbacks and stuff that are, are so good for Whedon. Yeah. Yeah. And he just sells everything about it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, so do you want to go through the, the plot of, this movie just to kind of lay it Whew. out there
0: i guess so you have to help me
1: lot. I, I, I can just do a, a, a quick one so please do yeah. loki from thor um he found his way to earth he's got some power from a mysterious character and he's mm-hmm. going to earth to uh try to rule it and if he rules earth the other character that gave him power will be able to rule the universe so that's the trade-off mm-hmm. right so um a group of superpowered beings and Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> I like
0: how you kept Black Widow in the mix. Though. <laughs> yeah, but well, she's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: We saw what she did in Iron Man Two. She's, that's right. She's, she's got
0: some powers there. Do you uh, see those that scissor leg thing with yeah. the head and the necks? Yeah, that's superpower right there. I,
1: if a normal person can do that, I, I go ahead and call them a the powered individual. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they have to come together to to stop his plan. That's kind of the, the general. Plot of it. Um, really, this is a getting the team together type movie, which uh as a a fan of the Avengers and and superhero comics in general, the getting the team together story is some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Uh, And it's something that has been part of the Avengers legacy in the comics for decades. Like every time there's a new like creative team that comes on, the Avengers, it's always fun to see who they pick for their team, how they the team comes together and Mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, and it's something that's, that's happened over and over again. Sometimes you'll get like a really awesome team full of like heavy hitters. Sometimes you get like the black knight and yeah. And and, uh, the the B list right? Uh, is like D D and below list. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they've got a pretty good skill set here. They've got the, 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 what's called the Trinity, which is Captain America, Iron Man and Thor. And then hmm. Hulk in the comics was a founding Avenger, but he left like shortly thereafter, like a couple issues later, and then oh, he was really? not that's a funny. part of the team for <laughs> almost any of the, the the rest of the 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 history that came out until this movie was coming out. They were like, let's go ahead and put oh, him funny. back in the in the team. So
0: <laughs> that's uh, funny because he works so well with them. I yeah, know, right? I like that. Yeah,
1: um, but uh, but yeah, like I overall, uh, I like that the team that was put together. Yeah, it's not the same team from the comics, but that's fine. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they they worked with what they had and uh they they did a great job with it. Um Loki yeah, cool. was the first villain that they ever fought. Oh cool. Um so that part was intact.
0: That, that's awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> uh so I I kind of waffled there on the uh, the plot question because one of my thoughts watching this movie like uh in the last night and everything, I was trying to to pay more attention to like what I might talk about without writing notes whatever, but Um, I've seen that movie so many times that I don't even really pay attention to the plot anymore. I just let it play out. Mm -hmm. But what I really, I actually applaud it a whole lot because, uh, you did a good job of like laying out the the basics of that, but the actual way that it lays out is, or that everything, sorry, plays out is very natural to me. Um, things happen where either like someone's in the moment and they're like, I'm going to try this thing and it doesn't work or. Like the way that like people come in and out of Loki's uh, sphere, where he's like changed Barton, uh, Hawkeye, but then um, Scarlett Johansson knocks his head on a pipe and and he goes back, and then Loki's just like leaves with that ship, and he's just like fuck Barton, whatever, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Like he probably didn't think that was gonna happen on that that trip. He thought it might happen, but um, I like how it, it's very like organic how everything plays out. Um, he tries to turn Tony later on, and he hits the metal, and she's like ding ding. <laughs> And it's like so that that would have been wildly different he had just mentioned like now you're gonna turn on them and they're gonna have to fight you and it's like that would have been a totally different movie yeah. had Tony turned on them you know and actually had powers uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to Hawkeye and uh, and that would have been really different and so it's like it, it felt it felt like it wasn't just written that way even though it was it felt like oh they're just trying all this different stuff as they go through the plot line and it, it felt like really refreshing uh, as opposed to even other movies in the MCU um, that just feel a lot more cut and dry for what they are with the villains and the fights and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was cool, like, how all the different characters weave together. He did a good job of um, dealing with such a huge cast, like you mentioned, even the non-superhero people, um, even Pepper Potts in this a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and how everybody's, like, little snippets of information or little scenes and stuff layer together and, like, build this narrative or change the plot line or whatever. And, like, it's, it's really cool. He did a great job of... of uh, being able to weave through all those different plot lines and storylines and stuff, so
1: I think "Little Snippets" is a great rap name. So if anybody wants that, "Little Snippets," <laughs> holy shit, that's "Little weird. Snippets." <laughs> um, yeah, I, I totally agree, and, and I'm glad you brought up the um, him trying to turn Tony and hitting the, yeah. the arc reactor. Every time I watch this movie, I think, boy, that's good writing because it's like set up so early in the movie. I know like, you see how he like transforms everyone. Like it could have just simply been a thing where he just like. Holds the scepter above his head and he turns whoever he mm-hmm. wants into in, into yeah, the yeah. slaves. Um, but since he has to actually touch them in the the heart in the chest, um, and then it plays out later with him not being able to do that with Tony, yeah. and then shit going <laughs> going downhill for Loki from that point. Um, I think that's that's really good writing yeah. right there.
0: No, it's it absolutely is. He pl- he places like seeds in the beginning of the film or throughout the film. And later on, they come back, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't even remember that." Like, and it can be as, as fast and as subtle, or not subtle, but uh, whatever, not not as important as the Galaga guy, where they made that joke, and it was funny enough by by itself. Mm-hmm. But then when they're leaving, it just cuts to that guy and shows it. It's like cool. There was like a, a plant, you know, a seed put out there, and then the plant grew. And then uh, same thing with this. It's like they put it in the beginning, and then it's out. Shawarma, we'll get to mm-hmm. uh, same kind of thing. You know, it's it's cool how they he he does those callbacks very very well, and uh, it really helps like flesh out the whole thing.
1: Yeah, there's a scene in this movie where every time I watch it, it it I hit the realization, oh, this is happening. The like all of these characters <laughs> are coming together, and that's the yeah. the scene after. Um, oh, it's the the, the scene where Loki, uh, goes to that that museum or art exhibition or whatever he's yeah. at, and then Captain yeah. America confronts him in costume, and then, um, Iron Man flies in with AC uh, ACDC playing, yeah, <laughs> and uh, takes him out, and just the scene where. Captain America and Iron Man are standing right next to each other. It just gives me mm-hmm. goosebumps every time. Oh, cool. Every time I see it. So uh, I love that that part of it. Because it's, it's really like these two universes coming together. Even though we see connective tissue with Nick Fury, who was in Iron Man mm-hmm. 2, talking to Captain America. And you know some of those other characters um, being associated. It's not yeah. until two superhero leads come together that it really... Yeah, clicks, for sure. You know? So, so I love that part. No, of
0: that's it. that's cool. Um, yeah, and I like I like that scene. That that's really creepy. How they do the eyeball and all that. Um, but uh, afterwards, when he's out and he's like making everybody kneel, um, I especially liked watching the uh, Captain America: The First Avenger and then the Avengers because you get that whole feeling of the '40s and the Nazis and stuff. And that that old gentleman that stands up to yeah. Loki. I love that whole scene. Uh, the line, and everything, and how Cap like jumps down right at the last minute. But when he's like there are no men like me. And he's like, there will always be men like you. Right. I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. It works so well. It works so well. And then he starts to kill him and then Cap, you know, gets in the way and everything. So it's rad.
1: There's uh, one thing I wanted to mention in, uh, for Captain America, the first Avenger um, at the the end of the movie where he's fighting the red skull on that plane mm. and red skull finds him or, or they finally confront each other there. The uh, red skull says, you don't know when to give up, do you? And then Captain America's line is nope. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they really, they really didn't uh, want to give him Control a, a soliloquy." <laughs>
0: just, nope They're like we don't have time for uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get it, just keep it moving. Action! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even notice. <laughs>
1: um, so uh, I, I like the the part at the beginning of the Avengers where um, we see Black Widow, like her whole scene at the beginning mm. where she's getting oh, interrogated yeah. by. Uh, like the, the Russian mob or are they Russian or German, whatever, uh, non-American, yeah. uh, mob. Mm-hmm. that's really all that matters anymore.
0: In- the enemy. Get her done. <laughs> um,
1: but when she's getting, uh, interrogated by them and, um, it seems like she's on the ropes and everything. They're going to kill yeah. her phone rings. And then that whole like comical thing where she's like the <laughs> uh, agent Coulson's on hold while she's yeah. beating the shit out of all of these dudes, uh, Hand or uh, uh, tied down to a chair and everything, and she's yeah. just taking them all out w- with very minimum effort on her part yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she has to go confront Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, and the way that whole situation plays mm-hmm. out with um, awesome. Shield keeping an eye on uh, Bruce Banner but giving him space as well and making sure mm-hmm. no one else can can get to him. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah. Help establish trust a little bit and keep him from uh from freaking out too much um yeah but i i do like the part where he like slams his hands down on the table and yells and then she like grabs the gun and points at him i just like i just love her performance in that Uh scene
0: yeah Uh, i love both of theirs in that scene yeah she's like
1: she's very uh intensely like pointing the gun at him and you can see that she's scared but she's also like very well trained you know Mm -hmm. so yeah and then uh she calls off all of the uh the, the backup that you can see is
0: surrounding the hut. Yeah. It's, the a, it's a cool shot. Yeah. Like yeah. an overhead shot. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like both of them cause that's the moment, like it's the first time you see him, but when he does that and then he's, it's so Mark, Ruff, Mark Ruffalo where he's just like a charming guy where mm-hmm. he's kind of like, Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like I won't do anything, you know? Um, and then she's still like so intent, you know, like her eyes are like still like ready, ready to go to fight, you know, if she needs to. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's a cool scene between the two of them. And I like that um the little village he's in like the, the whole way that plays out with the little girl going to get him and stuff and like following her around like it's just like everything's just really well shot in this movie uh mm-hmm. as well um it's very like intriguing and stuff so
1: <laughs> i like when he follows that little girl to that house and then she just like crawls through the window and yeah he's like well and someone fuck. gave her
0: like a dollar bill and a chocolate bar outside <laughs> and like let her some, all these shield agents. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I liked how that played out. Um and again, yeah, he was he's he's good at his role, but I, I think that's I if I remember correctly from what I seeing it after the years and stuff, uh that's the moment where I'm like, oh cool, he's gonna be great at his role. Like yeah. Um it's it's a good moment of like brevity and stuff that uh he he gets and in, in all that. So um but yeah, it's just cool. Yep. And again. Um the
1: the scene where, um, Coulson is flying on the the plane with, yeah. Steve Rogers. Uh, I love that scene as well, where uh, uh, Coulson is just like a huge Captain America fan, and he <laughs> cannot he cannot contain himself, um, because we've seen Coulson establish connections with both uh, Iron Man and Thor at this point. So mm. that it's important that he has a relationship with, uh, with Cap, um, but his relationship with Cap is just so fanboyish. <laughs> it's just, it. It, it, it
0: cracks me up. And Cap is like so like straight faced to it, he's like, "Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll send the cards, whatever. Yep. Like, yeah, cool,
1: <laughs> cool, no pressure." But you know,
0: I I watched you sleeping. Well, I, I, yeah. that whole scene's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's the fanboyish. I, mean, I like that too because it um, when you see Iron Man, the first movie, they don't they don't talk about Captain America at all that he was out in the world. Like, but when you see Captain America: The First Avenger, you see. That everybody knew who he was, and at the end, like, those kids are running out with, like, um, the tops of, like, trash cans as shields, and they have, like, Captain America comic books and stuff, and it's like, oh, he is in the world. Tony's dad knew him, you know? He Mm -hmm. helped create him and all that, and I don't know that he ever talked to Tony about it, but um, it kind of changes the mindset that, like, oh, everybody knew that Captain America was the first super soldier out there, you know? The first... Uh, Avenger. That, that you can say that. <laughs> so it's it's cool, like the dynamic that way, and like Coulson being a fanboy because there's bound to be one, but he's usually so straight laced at everything, and uh, and so it's funny to see him kind of geek out a little bit too. So
1: yeah, I like the uh, the whole idea of uh, of Captain America being a man out of time, and it really like congealing yep. with this movie. Like I just like that this movie came directly after the first Avenger because mm-hmm. you get to see Cap like kind of struggling with being in the modern day and, um, not getting references that people say. Uh, but then yeah. he gets excited at one time when somebody says, flying monkeys," he's <laughs> like, Oh, I, I get that reference. <laughs> and then, um, uh, later in the movie where, um, they're trying to fix the helicarrier. And then, uh, Tony Stark is asking, uh, Steve to, to pull out that, like that. I don't even know what, what you call it. It's like that, that panel that has all of the oh, like, yeah. circuitry and all of that stuff. And, uh, Tony's like, what do you see? And he's like, it appears to run on some form of electricity. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, he's very good at being the uh, opposite of Tony as well in that yeah. in that regard. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's it works really well. And I was wondering um, what the timeline is actually supposed to be from the end of Captain America: The First Avenger to the Avengers, because in his mind, he went down in a plane. He wakes up in that room. He's in modern life, but like essentially, like. Not only is he a super soldier where he's fast and all that stuff, but, um, and and strong and all that stuff, but he just came from battling, you know, like he's still in the mindset of a, a war. So it makes sense. Um, I, I'd wondered about that when I was watching this time, I guess that whenever they're like cap, you're up and he has to go to Germany to, to fight Loki and stuff like, he's like, cool. I just, I was just battling, but I don't know if there's supposed to be like a big gap there. Like when Nick Fury goes to him and he's like doing the punching bags in the gym, mm-hmm. um, you know how much time actually passes, but I kind of glad that it's just how it is. Like he was in the forties and now he's here and he's back in the game, you know, yeah. and it kind of works that way. So, yeah. um, yeah, I liked how that, that played out, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Me too. Um, I don't know if there's a real point there, but yeah, that's what I think about it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, it's a,
1: uh, an ambiguous amount of time that passes. Yeah. So, but it, it doesn't seem like it's too long or too short. It's yeah. just kind of whatever whatever works for that for the story, really. Yeah. For the for the movie itself, um, I thought the the first time I saw this, I thought you know, in the first like half hour of the movie, it was it was fine, but it wasn't anything that really blew my mind. I was like, I wonder if this movie's just gonna be like okay, you know? Yeah. Is it just gonna be Sam Adams beer? But <laughs> um, after that first half hour and during that first half hour you you set up the plot you set the, up the connections between the characters and mm-hmm. kind of the, the environments, like you get the helic area and all of that stuff. But um, it's it's a lot of uh, laying of groundwork, but it's necessary yeah. to make the remaining hour and a half of this movie fantastic. Yeah. So um, even upon re-watching it this, yesterday, I was like, oh man, I wonder if this movie's not as good as I thought. But then, <laughs> sure enough, after you get past that first like half hour, it's, yeah. it's great from that point forward. So yeah. Um, I mean, after we get that first interaction with Captain America and Loki, and then Iron Man shows up, I'm aware mm-hmm. off to the races there because then shortly after Thor shows up, and then yeah, uh, Thor and Tony fight. Oh, yes, and then,
0: <laughs> like, that scene is great.
1: I, I'm, yeah. I I I love that scene too. It's uh, the the part where. Thor hits him with lightning and that just overpowers Tony's armor.
0: (laughs) You're 300%. Such such
1: an awesome detail. Um, I know. Yeah.
0: They did a lot of great details in that scene. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um,
0: And it was cool that they're outside of the city. They're just like doing their own thing. Yeah. I liked how they played out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then Captain America shows up and somehow he's like the least powerful guy there, but he ends the fight. Yeah. You know, so um, it's just a, it's a respect thing, you know?
0: Yep. Oh yeah. And like you said, like the, the Trinity or whatever mm-hmm. what you call them. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see them. Uh, and there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of comedic scenes like he, Thor grabs Loki and they're on that little cliff at first. And then that's when Cap like takes him out and Loki's like, I'm listening or I'm waiting or whatever. Right. And it's like the little snippets of, of details like that. Little snippet. Uh, are are just so great. They're everywhere.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, for sure. Um even in that scene there's uh, a couple of ravens that fly into the background mm-hmm. and uh, according to Norse myth that's um Odin's eyes. They act as his eyes. Oh. So, um that was well, a nice little cool. detail. Uh my friend Ross caught when we went to go see nice. the movie. I was like, "What are you talking about?" and then I saw it a second <laughs> time. I was like, "Holy shit. This movie is blowing my mind." That's awesome. Yeah. And but-
0: I didn't even know that, so I didn't even notice ever. I never even thought to. Oh. But uh, that's cool, yeah. It's so good,
1: so good. Yeah. Um, let's see. After that, we've got uh, got everyone back on the helicarrier, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's calmed down, and they're all kind of talking about Loki since he's been imprisoned there. He's put in that that trap, yeah, where if Fury wants to, he can just drop that whole like prison thing, and it will yeah. hit the ground and, and kill whoever's in it. I guess even gods. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works,
0: but I I wondered, uh, to jump ahead when, when Thor is in it Mm -hmm. and he's falling and he like jumps out at the last minute, I was like, what would have happened if he'd fallen in it? Yeah. Would it just be rubble and he'd still get out? Like, I think he's fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the, uh, yeah, the scene where they're all, they're all talking and, um, somebody says something about Loki and he's like, uh, mind your words uh he may be uh, an evil tyrant but he's still my brother and then like <laughs> what says he killed 80 innocent civilians and he's like he's adopted
0: yeah <laughs> the great line man so yeah. good um
1: yeah. and that's uh that's where we get the the flying monkey reference that uh, that cap mentions that Absolutely. he's aware of uh so proud of himself for that <laughs> and then um Tony comes in, and that's where he puts the the bug on the shield uh-huh. console and he starts getting into their files and that's where the the not necessarily the plot but the story takes a bit of a turn yeah where um they're all to be working together with shield to to help stop Loki and everything but once they have Loki, that's when they begin their investigation of of shield more or less, mm-hmm. and um they come up with some some sketchy shit that they get into. Um, one of which is cap discovers a bunch of like Hydra gear and weaponry in, um, a, a part of the helicarrier that he's able to break into. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of a nice table setting for the winter soldier where we, Oh yeah. Spoilers for that movie. Uh, we find out that, uh, a number of shield agents are actually Hydra. Um, mm-hmm. and that was just laying the groundwork for that. Um, and Fury mentions that he was also wanting to make weapons for, um, battling people like Thor who come to this world and, mm-hmm. and they realize that are underpowered and everything. So, um, but uh, but yeah, I think a portion of that is just um, Hydra agents and whatnot being yeah. being part of Shield.
0: And they're like, yeah, wanting to uh, push forward that. Like let's let's use this tech and make new weapons yeah. just for our safety, mm-hmm. not so we can take over the government and the world with someday. Yeah, yeah. maga guys, right? <laughs> if they just wore those hats, we'd all know who they were <laughs> and we'd be fine. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other like like main moments that I liked a lot. Um, what what you were saying though kind of leads into what I was saying earlier about how I like the, the how the plot just kind of like weaves in and out, and just does its own thing because and uh, what I, I I guess what I could say to it now would be more accurate is that each character has their own motivations and they're allowed to breathe uh to do whatever they need to do so like obviously they didn't expect tony to hack into their system but that's what tony does so he's doing that Mm -hmm. cap is like i don't really like tony i'll go research this stuff my own and he like breaks in and does his thing they're able to like confront fury about it and all that and um so i like how like the little things like that will like play out and just kind of you will get information as the audience because you're going along with these different characters and their own motivations, and uh, and also I like to, I like to see how they get to play um, together for the first time, like mm-hmm. like with not only in, in costume and in fighting, but um, I love the relationship between Tony and Bruce. Oh, uh, the, uh, the science bros, the science bros. That yeah. whole thing when it, he's like, man, you know top five fours or 10 floors are all R and D. You should come out. And I was like, you should totally come out. And for some reason I want to watch that movie. I know. I just want to watch you guys science together. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, no fighting involved, you know, um, they flesh out a lot of those relationships and, and it's, it's cool to see like um, especially with you mentioning that the Hulk wasn't really a bit, a big part of the Avengers for most of the years. Um, it's like, that's so shocking to me because he works so well as a, as Bruce As a character in that team and then it plays out so much further past this movie um so I won't go into a lot of it but you know with with Scarlett Johansson and stuff and um and with with Tony I like I like you know their friendship and and all that so I like to see how they get like friendly with different people and then that all leads into eventually you know civil war and stuff like it all starts here Mm-hmm. Uh, when they meet for the first time and it's it's all kind of like the groundwork is all laid out here it's kind of fun to, to watch that play out
1: yeah I like all of the connections that are there um, we get to see uh, Cap and Black Widow bond uh, yeah. especially towards the the end of the movie where they're they're fighting um, mm. and then uh, we get to see the relationship between uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye um, their friends you know going back a, a ways from yeah. from what we're told in yeah. this movie um, we get to see, like you said, Tony and Banner Bond, but then also um, <laughs> a kind of a rivalry between Hulk and Thor in this movie. Mm. Um, and it plays out hilariously at the end of this movie as well, where uh, Hulk, Hulk punches <laughs> yeah. Thor off screen. Um, and then, um, man, there's just any number of, of connections in this movie. They're, mm-hmm. they're all so well done. Like, there's not necessarily like fighting involved in all of these scenes but just seeing yeah. these different characters interact these characters sure. that we know built up in their own franchises come together and interact just seeing them talk is a spectacle in and of itself
0: mm-hmm. no and and we i think was the director to pull it all together yeah like i don't know that it would have been as good in other hands and uh and we'll get into ultron age of ultron later on but uh I, i'm a fan of that movie uh where it seems like a most a lot of or at least a lot of people don't like it as much and uh, I definitely think the Avengers is a much better movie, but I I like his sentimentality. Sentimentality? Sure. Uh, his sentiments for, for, for directing this type of stuff or whatever. And uh, the, it's, it's the character stuff that you need to ground the action that makes you care about them. Where um, I was going to kind of mention with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, how we always shit on Wonder Woman. But it after watching it again, after watching Captain America, and I was like, yes, this is like the good version of that story that takes place of, an, like, a, a super-powered person uh, in that era, like the World War era, uh, that's the one that works really well. And, and this stuff, too, like, it doesn't always work. You can tell that now because we've seen different versions of these things, and his really works, you know, especially in the Avengers. So yeah, um, did that make any sense there? Yeah. Cool. No. I started on a path and I just kept going. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just fumble your way through it. It hasn't worked
1: for me all day, but, you know, it worked for you. I'll take it. When I was watching this movie, it didn't have, like, a Paramount logo in front of it like it did for mm. Captain America and some of the other movies we we watched. Um, but I did see that it did have an, uh, an association with credit mm-hmm. for Paramount. And I was like, man, that's, that's weird. Um, so... What had happened uh, is Disney bought Marvel uh, before this movie Mm. came out, obviously. Okay. And so this was a a Walt Disney Studios production. Um, But uh, that the year that this was uh, to be produced, um, Walt Disney agreed to pay Paramount at least $115 million for the worldwide distribution rights of Iron Man 3 and the Avengers. Mm. And... um, the deal also allowed Paramount to continue to collect 8% of the box office <laughs> fee it would have earned for distributing the film in a marquee credit. So that's why we get the uh, production logo on marketing materials mm. and, and the opening titles of this. So Paramount didn't do shit. They collected <laughs> 8% of the box office, which crazy. as we'll get to here in a second was yeah. uh, an incredible amount of money. And <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, that's why it says uh Marvel Studios presents in association with Paramount Pictures. Yeah, okay. Um, even though it's fully owned by Disney and Disney uh solely owned, distributed, financed and marketed this movie. So That's so weird. That's I I guess that's business. I don't know. I guess that's
0: how they like they wanted it that bad. Like obviously this is It's funny like like you said th- this movie works perfectly with the amount of characters that we got that it doesn't need anybody more and the next one's like ratchet that up obviously. Um, And like the Wasp was a rumored thing. I I had heard War Machine was also rumored for a while that Don Cheadle thought he was going to be in this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like we didn't need that many and and then you get more later on. But um, it makes sense for Disney to to maybe do that even though they did all the work and they're still going to pay Paramount because they knew it was going to be so much bigger because it's it's almost like when you look at these, like the phase one of the MCU, it's almost quaint compared to like Civil War or especially Infinity War where we're going to have like 40 characters in that movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, six sounds like nothing, you know, like it really does sound like they had so much more to go. So Disney's probably like, fuck it. We'll give you some money for this movie. We got yeah. it, you yeah. know? Uh, but yeah, it's definitely weird. I'd, I read a little bit about that myself. Um, because you and I had talked about that, like where, like when the Paramount logos came on, that was almost weird in the earlier movies, but I didn't, I didn't notice it for Captain America, the first Avenger. Did it... Was it the same thing? Or mm-hmm. it was...
1: Yeah, I had that at the, the beginning of, of mine.
0: Paramount? The, the iTunes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So then it, and then it changed just for this one. So it was like they sold it right before the Avengers or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. both this and um, the next movie in the continuity is Iron Man 3. So it will probably oh, yeah. say um, in association with Paramount uh, on that one mm. as well. But then I think okay. from that point forward, it's just all, all Disney stuff. Hey, man. Yeah. Be cool.
0: Miles is off. like... Paramount, para fuck. <laughs> he hasn't quite
1: pieced together jokes yet, but he's yeah. trying. That's all that matters, really. Oh, that's funny. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I I I can definitely see a, a level of uh, quality increase for the Avengers over the other movies. Yeah. Um, in Phase One. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's the one thing we should were really mention good. is uh, this is everything from Iron Man in 2008 to The Avengers. That's phase one of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. We're currently in phase three uh, for people who don't know. So um, there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. But there's a definite level of uh, of quality increase for, yeah. for this movie. And it's really kind of set the bar for the movies going forward, mm-hmm. I think. I like even continuing through... Iron Man three and and beyond. Uh, yeah. I think the Avengers really stepped everything up for for all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, there was definitely uh, a noticeable shift in quality from Captain America to the Avengers, like you said earlier. And uh, but it's it's it Cap works on its own, but then the Avengers. It, it's like from the the music and the logo uh, in the beginning, like all of it. It's just everything about this movie for for Marvel or for a superhero movie. Like it's pretty much perfect to me. Like there's not a whole lot that I would change. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was watching it last night, I was—it's I, like every time I watch it, I'm just like giddy all over again, like a little schoolboy, right. yeah. Just like you guys all imagine me. Uh, so, <laughs> but you're still wearing a skirt <laughs> for some reason. Of course, uh, I did want to mention uh, just a few things because at the time, this movie was like the one of the biggest movies of all time, and it's—it's uh, it's so funny like how things rapidly change now, and it's—it's it's even been overtaken by its sequels and all these spinoffs and stuff. Anyway, but. Uh, this was the first Marvel movie to generate $1 billion in ticket sales, so go Paramount for doing nothing.
1: I know, uh, and getting 8% of $1 billion. <laughs> that's
0: crazy. Um, it was the highest-grossing film of 2012, which uh, was great. Uh, that's to be expected, I think. And the Rotten Tomatoes score was a 92%, uh, which I think is very respectable for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it hovers right around where Iron Man was and, uh, and unfortunately, Wonder Woman. But, uh, but the Avengers <laughs> is worth it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um let's talk about the after credits scenes because yeah. now we're we're back to it and this is something that Disney has continued from this point forward really where we get at, at least one actual like scene mm-hmm. um, instead of trailers or or nothing as yeah. in earlier movies in the series so um this one actually has two as a mid credit scene after the stylized credits uh, and that scene is where we get to see Thanos mm-hmm. and um or at least part of him as he, he turns his head and uh, we see his purple face Yep. Uh, with his wrinkled chin. And um, yep. so we know he's coming. And the the thought was that Thanos I didn't know was, he was coming
0: just from looking at his chin.
1: You could see he was like jerking his arm <laughs> really quick. Okay, I didn't see yeah. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's swift at it.
0: <laughs> he has that gauntlet,
1: Stephen. He wears that.
0: Uh, what's amazing is in the background, I just heard like- <laughs> <laughs> from, from your dog <laughs> yeah. he,
1: he was scratching that was his collar that wasn't me that wasn't me this time but um but yeah so uh we we see thanos and the the theory was that thanos was going to be the the villain for adventures 2 and then adventures 2 came out we saw that was not the case so mm. they're they're really building up to infinity war here so yeah we're going back to 2012 to 2018 that's a a six-year build-up Mm-hmm. for for thanos. So hopefully he he turns out good. Um, I know
0: it. Are you worried about it at all? Or you think it's going to be great in the new movie?
1: Uh I'm hopeful. I mean a lot yeah. like we've discussed before a lot of the Marvel Marvel villains are uh lackluster or sometimes just there. Uh yeah. I think Loki is an exception to that. Um mm. but um a lot of the other ones they're they just get murdered at the end of whatever movie yeah, they're yeah. in and and then we go on from there. So hopefully Thanos is
0: um a major threat um
1: Mm -hmm. and but also likable yeah in a weird way you know
0: yeah um i don't really know much about thanos so um like just in general as a villain what i've heard is he's you know obviously one of the big bads of of the marvel universe but uh Mm -hmm. like when you when you saw that uh in the avengers in that in credit scene were, were you just like super stoked that that was gonna be eventuality in this universe and stuff
1: yeah, because we had no idea. We had no idea back yeah. back in the day. Um, it, it was hoped that we'd see something like that mm-hmm. in the future, but we, we didn't know that was a for-sure thing. And from what I read, it was something that they they did um, not quite last minute, but it was a late addition mm-hmm. to, to, okay. the, um, to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything has been so focused on Earth, outside of Thor, but, I mean, Asgard to Earth. You know, something like that, but yeah. Thanos brings in the whole cosmic universe of what might be out there. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a major threat that that's coming to to Earth at a certain point. So I've I've read obviously some comics with Thanos in him, but uh, I'm not super well versed in him. Okay. Again, he's like pretty like y sci-fi, which isn't yeah. my thing. Sure. But um, he does mm-hmm. show up from time to time, and uh, he just. Beats people's asses all day or er day. Yeah. Like little snippets man. once said.
0: <laughs> I love little snippets. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for him, but I don't really know much about him. So sometimes when I see him, it's like, cool. He looks like pretty much any other villain to me so far. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it actually plays out and what happens in this next movie, uh, leading into Avengers four, because you know, I'm sure people are going to die and it's going to fuck things up and it'll be, um, a lot different than maybe the other villains we've gotten because they were all ending in one movie. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued to see how that plays out as well. That maybe the first movie is like the ruining of the, all the team and then the second movie is them coming back from that. So yeah. that'll be intriguing for sure. But uh, I haven't really been as excited about him, I guess, because I don't really know much about him. So yeah, um, yeah, just I, I like uh, Josh Brolin a lot and uh, he seems like he's good for that role. That uh, I think this guy, whoever, whoever played him in this credit sequence wasn't Josh Brolin, but... Uh, when, whenever they got him to be a part of it or whatever, I think that, that's a cool casting. So, yeah, because uh, yeah. I, I did that guy. But um, so I'm also excited. I, I didn't realize that Iron Man three was the next one, mm-hmm. um, but I was excited because I hadn't watched. Uh, when I watch Iron Man three, I usually watch it when I'm watching the Iron Man trilogy. Like I don't watch it all in a row anymore. So I hadn't heard the. Like I hadn't watched Avengers and then gone into Iron Man three, and I like Iron Man three a whole lot, and I like Tony's um, character arc in that one because he's so shaken from the events of the Avengers. Yeah. And so watching this one now, I was like, oh, you even get that in his eyes when he's like bringing that nuke up to there, and he sees the huge ships, like, and he thinks he's gonna die too. That's part of it, but like his eyes, like he looks like shell shocked the second he gets up there. And I was like, man, that's gonna be really cool to watch Iron Man three. And I didn't realize it played right into it, so that's gonna be really fun to uh to watch him go through ptsd yeah
1: and then super fun kind of again in age of ultron where he has that um Mm. that glimpse of the future oh yeah yeah um but yeah i like that they and it's kind of a subtle thing they added to his character Mm -hmm. after this movie um so i do i do like that part as
0: well yeah um it'll be cool to see how that plays out yeah like Um, like in in the context of it because i haven't seen it that way in a while yeah yeah
1: hey man (laughs) <laughs> be cool, be
0: cool. <laughs> you're fine you're fine come here he's come like on. i was just very excited
1: <laughs> um i had the door shut earlier and now he's freaking out um, oh yeah uh one thing that i was looking forward to on this movie um was them saying avengers assemble which is their like yeah they're like battle cry or whatever uh-huh. but we didn't didn't get it here then I thought, well, maybe in age of Ultron <laughs> wasn't there either. Um,
0: you still holding out hope?
1: Yes. I'm hopeful that in the third movie, uh, or maybe the fourth, since the team is more or less broken apart after yeah. civil war, that yeah, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get that, that battle cry there. Cause it's just, it, it needs to
0: be said, Steven, uh, uh I can see them playing it off in a funny way now, though, you know, because it hasn't well, been said for so long. So they
1: did at the end of Age of Ultron, yeah. Because uh, Steve goes Avengers, and he takes a breath, and then it cuts to black.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if they'll if they'll actually do that, and then someone will be like, "What? Why'd you say that?" Or whatever. Or if they'll actually yeah. like play it, like straight faced. That'd yeah. be cool, though. I mean, I'm down with it. Yeah.
1: Um, and then let's not forget the final scene yes. in the movie. Yes. <laughs> <which> is- <laughs> It's uh, it's almost not worth sticking around for in the theater, but it's so worth yeah. sticking around for in the theater, uh, because yeah. it's just a funny scene of them sitting around eating shawarma uh, after the decimation of New York. It's and, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's great. It, it was it was actually shot after the premiere of the movie. Yeah, So yeah. people who saw the world premiere, they only saw the the Thanos scene. They didn't see see oh, this. Oh, I guess
0: I didn't I didn't realize it was after the premiere. I'd, I'd heard it was like really really late, like right mm-hmm. before it came out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was after
1: yeah. um, they did the red carpet and everything. That's Everybody, funny. Uh, Whedon and um, I think maybe uh, Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Um, they they got all of them together to shoot that scene real quick. Yeah, the costumes and everything. Chris Evans has his hand on his face because he's hiding his beard. They tried some like prosthetics on his face, but it just mm. he, he looked fucking strange from what I
0: understand. Should have tried uh, some CGI. <laughs> Worked totally for Man of Steel.
1: <laughs> well, I think they just had like a week before the, the movie hit wide release. Yeah. So maybe they didn't have enough time for it or sure. whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they, uh, he's hiding his face. But otherwise, like everybody's sitting around eating shawarma. Yeah. You see Bruce Banner. He's, he's uh like He starts to laugh at a certain point, uh-huh. which uh, cracks me up every time. Yeah, that's Just funny. because he's like uh, uh, laughing about all the destruction he caused. Uh-huh. Perhaps, um, <laughs> with all of these aliens and whatnot, um, and then I remember hearing that Chris Hemsworth he uh, he was taking these like monster like Thor sized bites out of all uh-huh. of his food each time, and that he ended up getting sick because he wouldn't like <laughs> like, like spit it out between takes yeah, yeah. or whatever. But uh, totally worth it for us. I, I think oh, that I seems know. hilarious, and uh, I like yeah. that Marvel will do the the like joke scene after credits mm-hmm. sometimes.
0: I think it's it's perfect. Uh, and I like, yeah, this is the first like joking one too. Right. Uh, but they've done more. Was there any- I think
1: so. Yeah. 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 All the other ones were, were like plot things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that, but, um, it actually like perfectly encapsulates this movie to me. And the fact that it's just like they, they, again, they had brought up the shawarma joke earlier after, uh, Tony gets back and he's like, have you heard of that? I really want to try it. And it's just like, oh, cool. It's a funny joke while he's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, just back from being in space and he's kind of unconscious and whatever. Um, and then they go through them actually leaving and thor and loki going back into asgard or whatever and then it later on in the credits when it goes back to that it's like oh that's a cool joke but they like nobody talks the people are just cleaning up with the background and they're all just eating <laughs> they're all in their costumes like they're all just exhausted like it's it works so well as a scene that it's just like that's how it would be like uh they would all just be fucking exhausted and yeah. just be like i want to eat you know uh so yeah I, I love that scene so much i think it's it's perfect
1: yeah yeah me too me too Perfect. Um, so I think that's going to wrap up our yeah. Avengers talk, right? So, Absolutely. Um, audience, what did you think of the Avengers? Just kidding. You think it's great as well because, <laughs> let's be honest, this did is a fantastic movie. Did, did we even rate it? No, we didn't rate it.
0: We got to rate it. Uh, for, what about for you, man? <sighs> uh, well, that's going to be
1: tough, but I'm going to go ahead and go, Avengers, you're dinosaurs. <laughs> Welcome to the club.
0: Oh, man, that's amazing because it's totally pizza to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What
1: a shock. What a
0: shock to I everyone. I know, crazy. crazy.
1: Um, so, um, yeah, audience, what did you think of The Avengers? What did you think of the first phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Mm-hmm. Let us know uh, by dropping this a line on uh, Instagram or Twitter at LTAspod, or you can email us your thoughts at Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and then if you would, take a, take a minute or two, and give us a five-star review. Again, we looked into it. That's all they allow anymore. Yep, uh, five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Uh, if it's any other app besides the podcast app through iTunes, uh, maybe screenshot it and send it to us because, to be honest <laughs> with you, I, I can't see those other ones. So maybe, maybe we're doing great. Maybe we're doing terrible. Whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. let us know.
0: I've never even thought to look at That's hilarious nope. that you mentioned nope. it. Yep.
1: Um And, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode. So, um, yeah. oh, one thing I'll mention is next week we will be discussing Black Panther. Yeah. comes out in oh my the cinema. mud
0: I'm so excited. Me, too. Holy shit, this movie sounds amazing. Reviews are starting to come out now. Yeah. Everything's, like, so positive. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It was at
1: 100% there for a little bit. but then I know, I know. There's, like, a, one reviewer that was like, Mm, I don't like Panthers. <laughs> I adopted one. <laughs> Shit went bad.
0: Oh, man, that was so good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped to talk about that one, though, uh, and yep. go see it.
1: Me too, me too. Um, so, yeah, uh, in the meantime, you can follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at stevenfisher 22 and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BrentHibbard. All right, so until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Let's talk later, yo. Little snippets forever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, and do you have a sync word? Man, I don't. Uh, I've got one. Oh, cool. Uh, puny God on three. Excellent. One, two, three. Puny, puny God. God.
0: New sync word? Oh, boy, I wasn't, uh, mentally Unprepared. or sexually prepared for that. Discount tires. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. Discount tires on three. One, two, three. Discount, discount tires. tires. Uh, it's, it's really a three point scale, which is bad. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. um and i don't know why i stopped right there <laughs> like uh, i had a brain fart i thought you were I pensive was trying
0: to... <laughs> you're like i got to think about what to say
1: <laughs> the uh, uh i don't remember what i was saying now
0: um, Oh, sorry i took that from you that's all right that's right sucker uh, <laughs> yeah the uh the, like the golden age aesthetic of it, everything Uh, I don't know if you were, yeah, just talking about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I can just, well. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So, uh, why, why are you running on fumes today? Any particular reason? (laughs) I don't
1: know. I'm just, uh, I I woke up with, I thought, plenty of time to, to get up and around and everything, but then we were having some internet problems and. Okay. uh, And I thought, uh, you know what, I'll take a shower before the podcast, but, uh. I evidently didn't give myself enough time to do that and then other <laughs> things leading up to it. So I think I, my, uh, my uh, momentum has, uh, yeah. hit a, a weird point.
0: That's all right. That's all right. I, for some reason I'm kind of wired right now, but I actually stayed up really late setting up my, uh, my projector and oh, okay. doing all the stuff with a speaker. So uh, I was up to like 3 last night, and I was like, I really got to go to bed. I got to record at 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I still woke up at like 8.30, though. Yeah. I just like, and that was like sleeping in. I, I just can't anymore. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of wired right now, but it'll it'll drag towards the end of this, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm already uh, there. Let me tell you, it's no fun. <laughs> Do you have much more to say? I, have uh, a, like, I feel like I could talk all day or I could end it. It's cool, so. <laughs> like... I <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: end it? either i'm talking all day or this is it
1: no Stephen, really how are you doing man
0: <laughs> it's uh it's crazy to think um where i was going with that because i totally forgot <laughs> <laughs> it's flooding to your you're part of the uh the podcast yeah, now that's so funny um what was i going with that shit I had like a, an overarching point. I was like, this is going to be so good. And I'm going to, I'm just going to detour right here and it'd be great. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, 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 no, nope, I lost it.
1: <laughs> oh man. That's, oh, this is God. so frustrating. This okay. Is, uh... no,
0: I'm about to get it. Okay. So it's like,
1: um, you'll notice that captain America has his hand on his face and that's because at that point, Chris Evans had grown a beard for another movie.
0: Oh, um, that's funny.
1: And uh, it was the train movie. Oh, man, what, what the fuck is that name?
0: Mm. He was in a train movie?
1: Yeah, where uh, <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. He oh, grew a okay, beard for yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, he grew a movie for, uh, grew a movie. <laughs> he grew a beard for Snowpiercer. And uh-huh. okay, guys, please for the fucking love of Christ, <laughs> hold on, let me put them all yeah, That's cool. That's that. cool. Uh, yeah, Chris Evans is wearing a, not wearing, fucking a man.
0: <laughs> we're almost done though.
1: Uh, we're, we're in the home stretch here. I like your shirt. <sighs> Thank you. It's cool. Luke Cage. Little, boop boop. little snippets. Be so proud.
0: <laughs> I love this little snippets character I know, yeah, we've, we've it's created. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> Brent, 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 Brent,
0: Brent, 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 Now it's kind of turned into a Christmas song. I apologize about that.
1: <laughs> Little snippet.